Your Money Replay from Money FM 89.3. Money and Me on Your Money, only on Money FM 89.3. Money and Me, the property edition on Money FM 89.3, brought to you by Simlian Group, creating space, creating homes. Mohammed Ismail Gafoor, Chairman and CEO of Propnex Limited, joining us now to help us understand those price indices, the movements, and what it means for you as a buyer or an investor when it comes to making a decision. Good morning, Ismail. Hi, morning, morning to everyone. Okay, yes. first up, what does a price index really measure? It is interesting to have a better understanding because people tend to generalize looking at the headlines in the newspaper, whether the market is doing well or not. Mm. The URA price index actually tracks the prices of private homes. In fact, it brought price indication of prices for the private residential market. And what is interesting though here is this, URA publishes six types of private property price indices. Okay. I mean, basically, if you put it into cluster, first they mention, give an index of overall private residential landed and non-landed because these are two different categories. Mm-hmm. Then they further segment it, it's purely non-landed and landed. So already there are three different components. Yep. Then among the non-landed, we are talking about condominiums, they sectorize into three regions. Mm. You call it as core central region, which is the Orchard Road, District mm. 9, 10, 11, and 1, 2, 3, core central region. And then the rest of core central region, which is the surrounding of the core central region, and the outside core central region. Why it is important to understand the different region here is simply because the interest of every region, the ability of Singaporean to purchase and the foreign buyers coming in are very different. So that's why URA does track and publish such information on a quarterly basis. As far as anyone is concerned, in fact, the indices tells a story, a reaction to the cooling measures and as well as is the market coming to a sentiment that buyers' confidence are coming back because, you know, the indices either go up or come down depending on the buyers are prepared to pay a higher price or they are not prepared to enter the market because they are concerned. So there's a lot of story that we can analyse. Maybe I can give more details as we go on. I like that, that the indices tell a story. Only you can help us decipher this story. So... I'm going to break it down to the big headline. Do you think the current real estate market, given the indices, favours buyers or sellers? Let's maybe look at some of the historical patterns. Okay. If you realise what happened was when one of the tsunami of all cooling measures, we used to say that simply because in 2013 was one of the major cooling measures of seller stamp duty, buyer stamp duties, and as well as loan quantum was all announced. Mm. And that was in 2013. What exactly happened was after the major cooling measures were announced for 15 quarters consecutively, we are talking about fourth quarter, the last quarter of 2013 up to the second quarter of 2017, a span of 15 quarters, almost a good four years. The price index was just negative, negative and negative. 
So that's why a lot of people stayed out of the real estate market or was trying to monitor how does the market react in terms of its demand and people coming in to buy. But something interesting happened in the 2018. In fact, when you look at the indexes, what happened was the drop become smaller and smaller. For example, end of 2016, the drop was minus 1.5%. Then it dropped to lower by minus 0.5. Then the following quarter, minus 0.4. It's almost like the plane is coming down slower and lower and lower. And then start of 2017, it start to go up by plus 0.7. Then the next quarter went up by plus 0.8. And then last year, first quarter, increased by plus 3.9. And then plus 3.4. You see, it come down, 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 down. And then it take off like a plane take off. Mm. So if somebody who's reading this index, they can see where the pattern and the market confidence is coming in. And what the government did, the minute last year, the first quarter and the second quarter, when the prices were moving too fast, plus 3.9 and 3.4, within a week after the end of second quarter, the last round of cooling measures were announced. Mm. Yep. The minute the cooling measures were announced, the following quarter, price only went up by 0.5 instead of the 0.3 for the last two quarters. Yep. And then it went down by minus 0.1 and 0.7. And therefore, in generally, the index uh, indices react to the demand and the sentiment. And you are actually track it by compiling the caveats lodged at SLA, Singapore Land Authority, and supplemented by some of the stamp duty data from Inland Revenue as a basket of properties taking into account factors such as the size, the age of the unit, proximity to MRT and so on, so that we have got a good understanding of the market trend. So the price indices seem to be sort of like the temperature. If you had a thermometer, for example, and you wanted to take someone's reading for a fever, it's a similar analogy. But help us understand the patterns that it is revealing. For example, if we look by market segmentation and after mm. 2017, we've seen increase 0 0.7, 0 0.8, mm. 3, 3.9. <coughs> Who is buying? Okay, really a very interesting question because now we are talking about regions and segmentation. You see, generally what we normally see in the papers here is this, the broad percentage of the overall price index has gone up by 1.7% for this year. Let us just focus for 2019. Okay. The overall price index has gone up by 1.7%. But when we look at the segments, the core central region went up by 2.2% and the rest of core central region went up by 4.4% and the outside core central region went up by 1.3%. And interestingly, for the first nine months, the landed properties actually went down by 1.2%. So, that's right. When we talk about property, we will have to say that not everybody is focused on only buying condominiums and they do buy condominiums are different. Is it core, non-core or is outside the core or landed properties? That's why tracking of this, one will know why is it so the property at my region is less favoured in terms of demand at the moment. Mm -hmm. And this is a really clear indication of the prices.
So how do people get their hands on these indices if they want a closer look? Yeah, I think this is very easily available publicly as long as they go to URA website and under the, either the news feed or in terms of the price or the market trends. And once they nail down, and these are very openly available. But I'm not asking everyone to be uh, an analyst of that standard or whatever it is. But this is, as you exactly say, like a barometer of measurement in terms of the sentiments overall. And again, when we look at it, interests of foreigners versus Singaporean. Mm-hmm. And as far as regions are concerned, it does differ. A core central region generally, and I'm talking about the Orchard Road, District 9, 10 and 11, for the whole of last year, 31.8%. In other words, almost one in three purchases are foreigners including talking about Singapore PR okay. or PR, Permanent Resident Central. Core Central. Core Central. And Singaporean only purchased last year for the whole of 2018, 68.2%. And you look at it for the first nine months, again, about 68.7%. So generally, one third of 31 to 32% of the core central regions are purchased by Foreigners. Are you seeing a change there? Increase or decrease? I think generally, I must say around there, but even when I look at it, mm. the numbers from 2013 for the last five years, it has always been 32. Obviously, 2014 after the cooling measures, there wasn't a surge, 36% of foreigners purchase while Singaporean was 64. So the, the mark is always has been 60 plus Singaporean and one third is foreigners NPR for core central region. But when we look at it from a overall market in Singapore, that mean I include all other regions, then Singaporean purchase 79%. And foreigners, including PR, only 21%. Interesting. Yep. So therefore, it, it's a very clear indication the foreigners like really the Orchard Road and the Central Business District. And we must also understand these are on the higher quantum properties that are 5 million, 10 million and 15 million. There are a good number of Singaporeans, but there are greater interests on foreigners. While on the other hand, when we look at the outlying areas, there are so many public housing HDB upgraders who always look towards having a better lifestyle. And that's where we tend to see more Singaporeans buying the outlying areas. He's Chairman and CEO of Propnix, Mohammed Ismail Gafoor, helping us make sense of the data. It's publicly available, the URA price indices. You might as well learn to read them. And as Ismail put it so eloquently, see the story behind it. Okay, Ismail, I'm going to, you know, give you a case study, right? So this is what hits a listener. They hear the URA released third quarter flash estimates of the price index for private residential property October. October 1st, so just the beginning of this month. Overall, the private residential property index increased 1.4 points from the second quarter to 152 points. That translates to an increase of 0.9%. So what does this mean for a buyer or a seller or an investor? Yeah, and that's exactly my point. What happened was in the first quarter of this year, the price was negative, minus 0.7. Second quarter, it was increased by 1.5%. And exactly as you said, the flash estimate for the third quarter indicate another positive side of growth plus 0.9. Therefore, overall price index for the first nine months is 
plus 1.7%. Therefore, a couple of things that we could also identify from this. In fact, when we look at the number of sales of units in the month of July, in the month of August, in the month of September, every singular month, the new launches exceeded 1,000 units every singular month. Therefore, in fact, for the first nine months, the number of new launch transacted was more than last year's first nine months. Mm. And even if you don't take the first nine months, if you just take the first six months last year, because cooling measures were announced in July, therefore pre-cooling and post-cooling, the volume of transaction has increased by 6.1%. Therefore, what am I trying to say here is this, buyers are confident the sentiment is coming back. Because every time there's a cooling measure, there's a wait and see attitude. Where is the market heading? Is it keep dropping like the 15 quarters? Then I don't want to come in. But when they realize developers today are pricing it sensitively and they are giving it huge discount. And I give one example. A development that was launched before cooling measures, say was a million dollar, the same development Today, the developer are prepared to price it 900 to 920,000, 8 to 10% discounted price. So, developers used to have a profit margin of probably 12 to 15 to 20%, double digit. Today, most developers are cutting their profit at almost a single digit. Mm. And they're passing this on because today is indeed a buyer's market. Mm. But on the other hand, because the price is sensitive, more buyers are coming in. And why did the price still goes up from a price index point of view is because today we are talking about land costs have been purchased at a higher price. Construction costs are higher. So overall, the break-even prices are higher. And that's why there is an uplift in overall price point. Okay, so when sentiment improves, the logical question people always ask, and I'll put it to you is, you know, how likely, in your opinion, could the government come up with further cooling measures? Wow, this is definitely, I would say, a tough question. <laughs> Neither do I want to definitely say that I have a crystal ball to say when the <laughs> government. But all said, I see it as our government taking a very sensible approach. The government, in my view, will not step in as long as the price growth are sustainable. And that's perfectly all right. And what is, nobody knows what is sustainable from a definition point of view. Anything that keeps pace with inflation and slightly above. And in my own yardstick, if the private property prices moves up in a year 3 to 5%, I think the government is quite prepared because it is generally sustainable. In 10 years down the road, 3 to 5% is 30 to 50%. What the government do not like to see here is this, when the prices move too fast. And that's exactly happened. In the last year, the first quarter, the price went up by 3.9%. Second quarter, 3.4%. I mean, within six months, the prices of private property went up by 7.3%. Most analysts, including me, expected last year the property prices to go to 12 to 15%. And can you imagine when the property prices within a year go to 10 to 15% in less than 8 years, the prices are going to be double. Then what about the affordability of general Singaporeans and property prices? That's why the government immediately stepped in 5th July, just after the first 6 months. Therefore, I don't think of my personal opinion 
not because of elections is looming, no. But I generally think as long as prices are sustainable at the current rate, I don't think the government will come in and step in any further cooling measures in the next coming quarters. That's a lot of good data, Ismail. That's a lot of great patterns being revealed before our eyes. He's uh, Chairman and CEO of Propnex Limited, Mohammed Ismail Gafour. Nobody looks at the numbers the way you can. And actually get us, getting us excited about the numbers. Yeah. I'm wondering, if you look at the price indices for landed, what are you seeing in terms of patterns? I think one of the key things here is this, because landed properties are, in fact, the gold standard of investment. And we are talking about limited numbers. It is indeed a Singaporean privilege because foreigners are not allowed to buy landed properties in the mainland. Anyway, we will talk in greater details. I think I would like to touch on landed property as a segment in next week's discussion if that allows and time permits. But having said that, the price index of landed properties are generally holding well. Mm. Okay, so generally speaking, just to sum up, what would you like listeners to take away from understanding the price indices and where they stand now? I think what I would like to say here is this. Every time when there is a cooling measures, the market tend to consolidate and the increments take time. And once the sentiment improves, it tends to move in a faster pace. It is like whenever there's a policy or announcement, even for that matter, a taxi increase by 20 to 50 cents, people tend to avoid taking the taxis for two weeks. After that, people get used to it. True. And therefore, cooling measures have been announced and it is now past one year. And as far as the indexes are concerned, it is showing some positive sentiment of upward trend. And yet it is still a bias market. All I'm telling the buyers here is is take a sensible approach, take a long-term approach, go out there and look out for what is best suits you based on your financial needs. And you may be well be a winner. As a bias market, you have an advantage in terms of picking up units at the right price. Well, I want to start buying immediately. <laughs> Thank you for getting us excited about the figures and the price indices in a way only you can. Mohammed Ismail Gafour, Chairman and CEO of Propnex Limited, here on Money and Me. Thank you. Welcome. This segment is brought to you by Simlian Group, creating space, creating homes. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.